Good evening. I'm October Weeks, paranormal horror dark fantasy author. I also write paranormal romance under the name Libby Bishop. Welcome to Haunted October's Paranormal Podcast. Grab your favorite drink, cozy up around the campfire, and enjoy the show. So tonight I was going to do a live, but my microphone won't connect to my Podbean page at the moment, so we're going to do this the old-fashioned way. (laughs) Happy Halloween. I hope whatever festivities (laughs) you're... Uh, taking part in tonight. Be safe, uh, but have a good time. I know this Halloween is a little different for um, a lot of us, especially those of us with children. So I hope whatever you're doing, you have a good night and you enjoy yourselves, but be safe. So tonight I'm going to start out the podcast um, with a piece of my flash fiction that I um, wrote for my Tumblr for Halloween. Um, this one's called Red Leaf. It's the second one I posted. And just a little backstory on this one. I went hiking uh, with a couple of friends uh, when foliage here in Vermont was at its peak. And we were at the very top of the mountain. And as you're, so you're going up, a, you go up the set of stairs to get to the cabin to the very top. And at the bottom um, of the stairway, it, there was a blanket of red leaves and immediately I'm like I have to take a picture of this I'm there's a story brewing I don't know what it is yet um but I have to take this picture because otherwise I'm gonna like I thought I think I thought I for I was gonna forget that um whatever story that I had going on in my mind so I took the picture and when I got home I looked at it and I'm like yes I just, I totally got this story. In the story, I mentioned a Polaroid picture and my friend had her um, little instant Polaroid camera and so she had taken a picture and so thinking back on all that and then the picture I took with my cell phone, this is the story that came out of it. Again, it's called Red Leaf. The vibrant red leaves cascaded down, surrounding her as she stood at the bottom of the path. Her world narrowed and slowed as she turned and looked up the stone pathway, a path that led to the top of the mountain. A chill ran up her spine that had nothing to do with the cool breeze. She forced her gaze to the Polaroid picture she'd taken of herself the previous day, a picture of her standing in the exact spot and in the same clothes she was in now. The red leaves swirled around her and still lightly cascading down from above. Her hand shook slightly as she watched a leaf land at her feet. The picture mirrored that exact position, her staring at the leaf. Foreboding sank into her very being as the red gathered at her feet. She'd taken that picture as she stood in front of her mirror in a brand new dress in her apartment in the center of town. I hope you guys liked that. I have another one um, that I'm gonna read to you now. I was gonna wait a little bit, but. So it's called I Need You Downstairs, and I originally posted this in 2019 when I first started doing prompts on my Tumblr, um, which still aren't back up yet, and I apologize. Um, But it was originally written in 2019, and it was one of the first ones I wrote, and I love it so much that I, and it's one of um, my reader favorites, so I am going to read that to you now as part of the Halloween flash fiction. Again, it's called I Need You Downstairs. You'd always been a light sleeper, so waking up in the middle of the night was a common occurrence. At times, you had no idea what actually woke you. Tonight, however, that was not the case. I need you downstairs, sweetie. 
Your mother called for the third time. You groggily rolled out, groggily rolled out of bed and shuffled into the hallway, pausing to make certain you weren't having some weird dream about being beckoned. After all, your single mother worked the night shift and normally was asleep by three o'clock in the morning, not calling out her 15-year-old daughter. It'll just take a moment, she assured. Tired as you were, you still picked up the hint of breathlessness as if she was in the middle of doing something, which only served to hasten your steps toward the stairs. Suddenly, hands grabbed you from behind and yanked you into a bedroom just before the stairs. You gasp, and then, you're, and then you are breath caught in your throat as you met the worried but protective gaze of your mother. And yes, when I wrote that, it did slightly freak me out. <laughs> And I think it was because, um, you know, just that chilling, like there's someone else in the house and they sound and they feel like someone you know, but it's not actually them. And then to have the person who's calling out um, take you away from that danger and you suddenly realize that the person you're walking towards, um, though they sound exactly like um, the person you actually know, um, that would freak me out too, yes. So it did give me a few chills. So I thought I'd share that with you on the podcast tonight. Um, and I so wish you guys, and I know I've said it, but I so wish that I could get my microphone to work uh, with Podbean tonight because I really, really wanted to do a live one tonight. Um, so this podcast probably won't be quite as long because I was supposed to be interacting a little more with you guys. My plans for tonight... Um, I had plans to go out of town, but those were canceled months ago when I realized that this wasn't uh, because of the virus, that it just wasn't going to happen. Um, so tonight, um, this well, this morning, I got into my car and um, test drove some cars with a friend because I need a new car. Um, but I did find one that I really liked, so I, my fingers are crossed that I get it. And uh, tonight, I am now in my um, the, Har the Harley Quinn costume that I wore last year, um, the detainee outfit. I, because I was the Joker. <laughs> so at my at work um, Thursday, we all dressed up, me and my two other coworkers, because I wasn't going to be there Friday, and we wanted to do something together. So my male co-worker he dressed up as the penguin and he looked awesome oh he nailed that costume so much and my other co-worker she dressed up as the Riddler and she looked amazing as well and I dressed up as the Joker and you can see some of those pictures I uh, posted some pictures on my tumblr of me dressed up as the Joker I had a lot of fun with it um, I wasn't so I was at first I'm like well which Joker do I want to do and I wanted to kind of go between um, uh, kind of like a Jack Nicholson with a little bit of Heath Ledger in there. So, and of course, because I had my mask on, you couldn't real, really be able to see it. So I just drew the smile on um, with red makeup and um, did that. And of course, only my coworkers could see it, but when I took my mask off, but that was okay. I knew it was there. <laughs> yep, and I had all the pale uh, makeup on and all that stuff, and I had an awesome time. I used green hairspray, so you guys, I styled it a little bit, my hair, 
And then I put the spray in, but I moved my hair around to make sure that I got like the color exactly where I wanted it and how much of it I wanted. And um, so when I went to kind of move it back to where it was, yeah, my hair wasn't moving. Um, <laughs> this hair color, spraying this hair color in um, was the perfect green color. But yeah, my hair stayed a little messy, which was fine because the Joker's hair is never perfect anyway. So I was okay with that, but I'm like, oh crap, it's gonna take like three shampoos and conditionings to get this stuff out of my hair. And then for the rest of the day, I had to remind myself, don't touch your hair because I had left it down. Because every time I went to like brush a strand away, um, my hands came away green. So I'm like, don't touch it. So I was constantly kind of washing and sanitizing and my poor hands are so dry now. But I had a great time uh, coming up with the suit and the makeup and the hair and I had an awesome time being the Joker. So I didn't, and since I didn't have any actual plans tonight, I might start a fire in my fire pit though. Um, I have a little LL Bean fire pit you know, with the animal cutouts in it. That looks really cool. And since it's supposed to be a full moon, clear night, I might go out there and start a little fire in the pit. Um, I think that'll be fun because it's going to be chilly here. It's going to be like in the 20s. So um, a fire would be nice outside under the full moon. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, I'm beckoning werewolves. I am aware of that. Um, and that's okay. I suppose, you know, that might be a little better than to be turned into a vampire. <laughs> but anyway, back to Harley. So I'm back in my detainee costume. I did not do the full makeup because one, um, I ran out of black. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I ran out of my black liner to do, um, to do the writing and draw it on because the sticks, the little um, fake tattoo stickers, they do not stick to my face very well, no matter what I do. So it's easier just to very carefully draw um, her tattoos that she has on her face on. But I do have the wig, which is not on yet, but it will be on in a little bit. And I'm wearing the detainee costume. So, And then later on, um, if I don't do a fire in a pit, I'll be hanging out in front of the TV watching um, like Destination Fear and Ghost Nation and Kindred Spirits are doing. Um, a, like a reunion in hell I think they called it so and I think there's a sneak peek of portals to hell as well and I love that show too so um, that's gonna kind of be my plan tonight I might do a little writing but I'm thinking <laughs> I'm probably not gonna do any writing and I'm gonna end up uh, just watching some TV and stuff which is fine because I like doing that too uh, watching all the scary shows and I'll have my all my Halloween lights on, and there's going to be no trick-or-treaters, which makes me really sad, but also good because I really don't need all the candy in my house <laughs> anyway because I'll be tempted by it. Um, in the comments or on some of my social media, you guys should let me know what your plans are, what you dressed up as, share pictures, um, because it would be really cool to see how you guys dressed up. Um, this year for it or or if you didn't you know just uh what you did instead of going out or what your usual halloween um fun is i normally do um am by myself at the house so you know the trick-or-treaters would come by and i'd be watching my scary movies and all of that so 
I'm still disappointed that my original plans uh, had to be canceled, but that's okay. We're going to do the best we can with uh, what we can do. Um, so drop me a line. Let me know what you guys were um, doing for Halloween this year. And what cool. My friend actually um, organized a Halloween thing in the town where she lives, and they are ziplining the candy to the kids. So they go through all of these kind of like a haunted walk, like through the town green and, or, you know, like around people's lawns, and they have like little hiding, um, they're hiding little things in each one, and um, so it sounds really cool. I can't wait to hear how it goes, but they are, um, they have a zip line set up, and it, um, so they can zip wire the little baggies of candy, so in Ziploc bags, and then um, zip it on down to the kiddos, uh, so they don't have to reach their hand into the, um, into any buckets or anything. So if you guys are doing something cool like that, I want to know what, what kind of creative stuff you came up with if trick-or-treating, um, the regular trick-or-treating isn't allowed where you are right now. If you are looking for something to read, though, because I know there are some of you out there who are reading tonight and not going out, I know that because I do that a lot, too. <laughs> um, I have a new book out, uh, A Haunted Homecoming, the first Elvira Monk mystery, is now live. Um, I'm waiting for Nook to go live. Uh, it should hopefully by tomorrow. Um, but it's lagging a little bit uh, at the moment. I'm very excited for you guys to read Elvira. She was fun for me to write. I see her being probably a three book series. Um, we'll see how the first one goes, but I have a three book arc for her. I'm, on, I'm already about a quarter of a way into the second book and that's writing pretty fast now. So. Hopefully I'll get that one out to you um, by maybe March, but probably April. I'll have book two out to you. So I am going to read you guys a little bit of the first chapter of Elvira. Um, I'm very excited. Again, it's live on Amazon and Kobu, and I'm working on getting it up on Nook hopefully live tomorrow. It's uploaded. I'm just waiting for it to actually go live. Uh, so here is chapter one of A Haunted Homecoming. The delicious aroma of steak being cooked on a grill wafted beneath Elvira Monk's nose, along with the tantalizingly sweet scent of grilling corn on the cob, the old man's favorite meal. That's what her client had told her about the ghost she was currently trying to contact. The old man, better known as Linus Tully, refused to let anyone renovate the house he'd built with his father. Every time someone tried, Linus would start throwing things around the house. The last straw for his son, her client, was when he'd tossed the recliner and couch out of the living room window. She'd gotten the call from Leonard, the son, that very night. Smells good, doesn't it? The male voice had come from the porch. She walked out casually from the kitchen and was greeted by the sight of a man with a slight beer belly and no shirt happily manning the grill. No food was actually cooking, nor was the grill on. Charcoal, Leonard had told her, but the smell was strong, and chances were that Linus was seeing the food he was cooking. Yes, it smells fantastic. The smell was a mix. The smell was mixed with the dewy scents of the spring morning. Odd, but definitely not unpleasant. 
He flashed her a smile as she made her way to stand near him. My favorite. My son likes to pretend it's not his, but he winked. I know better. She, sm she returned his smile. His son had told her that the meal was a frequent one during the summer and that the family as well as the construction crew often sent it that food in the air. Your son asked me to come speak with you, Linus. He raised his bushy eyebrows. And you are Elvira Monk. He looked her over for a moment. A medium. I figured he'd send someone, um, send one of you in eventually. Exactly what does he think you're going to accomplish with the visit? She folded her arms and somewhat wished that it was indeed summer instead of late spring. The early May air was still in the mid-fifties, which she enjoyed, but the smell of the cooking food made her long for summer. He wishes for me to either get you moved on or get you to agree to, to the renovations that the house desperately needs. You are aware the town can condemn this place if upgrades aren't made soon, yes? That no one will be able to live here unless it's fixed up? He huffed, and his hand rotated as if he was turning the corn. I am aware. The answer is still no. Linus, she sighed, let me make this perfectly clear. I will bar you from this house or push you into the afterlife if need be, but I don't wish to take things that far. He scoffed. You can't move me, Miss Monk. This is my house. I've had ghosts say that to me hundreds of times in my career, and every single one of them lost. Forcing stubborn ghosts such as Linus into their rightful afterlife wasn't something she enjoyed doing. Ghosts like him attached themselves to their homes or to whatever they held most dear in life, and they simply had trouble letting go. Sometimes that was due to not being ready to move on, sometimes because they didn't want anyone taking what they deemed was theirs. She always tried to reason with them first, and the last resort was use of force, either her own energy or bringing in other gifted bringing in other gifted people to help her perhaps i have more strength of will than the others linus said as his energy strengthened ever so slightly the hair on her arms rose in response i doubt that linus i've gone up against some very dark ghosts who refused to let go of their former homes or possessions and they caused quite a bit of damage to the living both mentally and physically she unfolded her arms and let them drop to her sides you are not in the same league, at least not at the moment. He cocked his head to the right and regarded her, almost as if he was measuring her strength without using his energy to test her. She kept his, she kept his gaze until his, tur his turned... Allow me to read that again. <laughs> she kept his gaze until he turned back to the invisible grill. He shrugged. I'll take, your, I'll take your word for it because you seem honest. However, that doesn't mean I'm going to make this easy for you. Of course not. She kept her tone calm and her body relaxed as she asked, What would it take to get you to allow your living family members to fix this place up so they can move in and make it a home? Linus stared at the grill for several moments before once again meeting her gaze. I thought he was fixing it up to sell, he said as his eyebrows furrowed. I heard him talking to the realtor about the value of the house. He wants to make this their home? Permanently? Yes, he does. That meeting you're referring to was for the bank in regards to the home loan he was trying to secure. His forehead creased as his confusion deepened. Elvira wished she could lay a hand on his shoulder, but she didn't have the gift of being able to touch ghosts as if they were still human. Many of her cases made her wish for that. Only the dark ones made her aware of how grateful she was that she didn't. 
Leonard told me he spoke to you about this, she said in a softer tone. About him moving back into the house, I mean. He sighed as he fiddled with the food he was cooking. I suppose I wasn't listening all that much. Admittedly, I refused to hear his reasons for fixing the house once I believed he was going to sell it. Does that mean you'll allow him to repair and renovate without interference? Linus met her gaze again. If he promises to only do one room at a time and give me a couple weeks to adjust to the changes, I'll stop hurling furniture out the window. She raised an eyebrow. And what about hiding the tools and bursting the water pipes? Thankfully, Linus had not hurt any had not harmed anyone during his tantrums, but that could have easily happened. He briefly looked ashamed, and she had a feeling he was realizing that his actions had not only been uncalled for, but he, he was lucky he hadn't hurt his own son. After a moment, his expression returned to that of contentment. All of it will stop if he allows me time to adjust. I promise. Elvira exhaled in relief. Thank you, Linus. I'm sure that won't be a problem for your son or the rest of the family. From what I understand, he and two of his cousins will be helping with the renovations, so you don't have to worry about strangers in your home on their own. The ghost smiled. Now that makes me happy. Thank you, Elvira. I didn't understand before. I truly thought he was going to sell the house. Returning the smile, she replied, I'm glad to help. I'll leave you to your grilling, which still smelled heavenly, and let your son know what you've agreed to. Have a good rest of your day. After giving him a nod of thanks, she made her way back through the house to the front yard, maneuvering around the turned furniture and renovation equipment as she did so. The kitchen and living room certainly looked as though a ghost had thrown a tantrum. She was more than pleased that she'd talked Linus into allowing the remodeling without incident. Wish all my cases went so well. So that's a little bit of the first chapter of A Haunted Homecoming. I hope you enjoyed it. Of course, things are going to get a little bit darker <laughs> as the book goes on. Um, but it's more of a dark, cozy. This is my dark, cozy mystery. Um, it's in the Isles and West world. It's just set in a different town um, with different characters. Um, again, I loved writing Elvira, and I really hope you enjoy her little slice of the Isles and West world. The buy links are up on all of my social media, and I will upload, um, I will add the Nook link once Barnes and Noble um, goes live with it. And now, because I know you guys love this part too, I am going to do the tarot cards. I've got two decks this time. Yes, I know, two decks. Two decks October? What are you thinking about? <laughs> so, I have the, um, the Wild Unknown Tarot and the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit. Um, in my opinion, this is the deck that works better when the cards are used close together. So if I do a regular reading with the Wild Unknown Tarot, shortly after that, I'll probably do um, the Animal Spirit um, deck. And the difference between the two is I feel that the Animal Spirit deck is more based on energy. What energy do I need to carry me through this? Or what energy do I need um, to draw in um, this or that or whatever it is that you're asking for or that you're looking for clarification on. So that's more of the energy deck and the actual tarot is 
just that, a regular tarot deck. They're some of my favorites, but I could not use the Wild Unknown Tarot that much. The cards were really, they would not cooperate with me when I was shuffling with them until I got the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit deck. And now both of them work perfectly. Like the, the cards are smooth, they, they shuffle well, they were bonded now. <laughs> I thought it was gonna take forever to bond with this deck, but once I brought in both kind of the lighter and the darker energy, it's balanced out. So they balance each other out like in that, in that regard. Um, so let's get to shuffling the tarot, you guys. Let's see what one card draw they're gonna give us for Halloween. Um, I have not done my tarot reading today. Um, my one card draw, I woke up, I got dressed and I was out the door to go pick up my friend to go car shopping um, pretty early this morning. So this is the first time I am shuffling um, today for any of the cards. And thank you for just spitting those at me. <laughs> okay, as usual, as you guys know by now, normally the card, the deck lately has just spit the card right out at me not long after I start shuffling. <laughs> so I really shouldn't be surprised that it just spit one at me. Um, so this is Nine of Wands, um, Strength, Stamina, Confidence. As nines usually imply, your journey is near completion, but on this final stretch, you find yourself growing weary. Doubt and fear are running through your mind. The Nine of Wands asks you to rally your confidence and realize how far you've come. Lift your eyes and take a few more steps. Soon, all your hard work will start to pay off. And as usual, you guys, that is incredibly flippin' accurate. <laughs> um, yeah, the, they normally are. The tarot decks for me are normally very accurate. Um, but lately they've been so accurate, it's a little scary because I've been, uh, like I mentioned in the last podcast last week, I've been, like most of us, I've been extremely stressed about a lot of different things and um, the cards are picking up on that. Like as soon as I start shuffling almost, they just pop a card out. Um, and now we'll do the Animal Spirit deck. Um, we'll see what energy it wants us to use to get to where we need to be. Where I need to be. Yes, deep breathing. Um, I posted that on my social media. Uh, to deep breath, hello, bear. Not hello there, I did say hello, bear, because it just popped bear out at me. Um, let us find our bear. It's a little hard sometimes to in this book I'm still getting used to where to find and there you are never mind just forget what I just said <laughs> normally it's hard for me to uh, hunt right off to find what I need in this deck but today no that is not the case so bear waking from spiritual slumber beginning anew after a long winter the bear arises from deep slumber at first the movement and effort are difficult but the bear knows it's time to awaken and move toward the dawning light. The bear card represents an individual on the cusp of new directions and personal transformation. 
The initial weeks and months of this spiritual quest may feel tricky, cumbersome, and full of obstacles, but you have no choice. Winter wanes, the warmth of spring emerges, and your transformation begins. When in balance, inner strength yearning to grow. When out of balance, withdrawn, lethargy, heaviness. To bring into balance, movement, and exercise. And again, flippin' accurate. So flippin' accurate. <laughs> um, and it really does go hand in hand with what the other deck spit out at me. Um, again, not completely surprised, but still a little. Yeah, that was accurate. <laughs> and maybe it's accurate for some of you as well, since we're all going through some of the same things. Um, maybe we were all pooling our energy together and it spit out cards that reflected for all of us. And that is going to conclude the podcast tonight. Again, I'm so sorry that I couldn't do the live, but I am going to do another one as soon as I figure out um, why the heck it's not connecting to my pod bean. Um, it's probably something simple and I just am not seeing it <laughs> as is the usual case. Um, so thank you, you guys, for joining me tonight on Halloween. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Again, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, you just want to share uh, what you guys did for Halloween or any of that, um, go ahead and reach out to me via um, the podcast email or social media. Just let me know what's going on, and I will address it in the next podcast. And until the next podcast, thank you so, so much for joining me, and have a great evening.